Yes, indeed. Welcome to Nick Flanagan Weekly. I'm Nick. I'm in my room. There are stickies everywhere. There are. There's a whiteboard. I am just living my uh, best life, I suppose. My life, which is the only life I know, by default, the best life. I haven't had an episode for a little while. I had some memory issues with my phone, but now I'm my phone. <laughs> I mean, that's where we're at these days. Pretty pretty soon we'll be able to do everything on our phone. No, it's on my laptop, and I had memory issues. I'm using a very old laptop. It's great, but it uh, has some problems there with uh, the uh, the uh, memory, and I couldn't really edit my videos and I couldn't run things at the same time. So I got that Ram upgraded and I'm not talking about the Paul McCartney solo album. Can't upgrade that album. That's as good as it'll be. I'm talking about random access memory and I'm not talking about the Daft Punk album, random access memory. I'm talking about whatever that I'm not sure what that means, but the point is my computer's faster. I have a great new webcam. If you're watching this on YouTube, Logitech C922, crystal clear. You can probably see the black heads on my pores if you are watching this on the webcam stream. But don't look too close at those because they're not fun to look at. And that's one of the benefits of listening to the podcast instead of watching the stream. No blackheads. Okay, so what have I been up to in the <laughs> week? to come uh, in the past week since I was here. Um, well, Game of Thrones ended. I'll get to that a bit later. And um, I guess people were doing construction outside of my house because that's happening. And maybe you can hear that right now in the back groomed. And also, I uh, had a big, long weekend here in Canada. It was Victoria Day. As someone pointed out, a very nice person pointed out to me, you know, the Canadian holiday for the Victorian-era queen of England, where Canada isn't? A uh, strange holiday, but that's what happens. Normally, it happens on May 24th, and people call it May 2-4. Because people bring a 2-4 of booze, and they go to the cottage. And when I say cottage, I don't mean somewhere, you know, a handyman lives. I feel in America, a cottage is where, like, People, small places people live. No, in Canada, the cottage is God. The cottage is made of brick and wood. There's satellite TV sometimes. It's on a beautiful lake. And it is a magical place that I try to avoid because of black flies and mosquitoes. That's my life. Black fly bites, blackheads on the nose. You know, some of us are lucky and some of us are me. You know <laughs> No, I actually am very grateful for my life. I traded a bunch of boxes for a Bluetooth speaker, a Bluetooth keyboard today. Yeah, I am full on in barter and trade life. Also, I uh, cataloged a bunch of posters I'm trying to sell. So if you're someone who's excited about movie posters, blacklight posters, and the like, uh, contact me. I got all these vintage ones and... Uh, and you'll be supporting the podcast so I can get a green screen. When I stream, I'll be able to put a background of, you know, a beautiful cottage-esque environment. As well, I found a Sharpie on the street yesterday. Sharpie marker. 
You know, that, that, to me, that boded well. And I've been using it to write down notes about the podcast, priorities, long-term plans, and, and just all kinds of things. So thank you and uh, all the best to the person who forgot their Sharpie outside of Christy Pitts yesterday. Wonderful park, wonderful person, wonderful Sharpie. Uh, yeah, do you ever have it on a long weekend where suddenly you just extend the long weekend? Because I, I was Saturday, Sunday, just having nice times. Yesterday, tried to get the work started again. Next thing you know, I'm just uh, I'm just uh, running into a guy I went to high school with, and it was a beautiful day, so we just went to the park and talked about mental health. I guess that doesn't sound like a recreational thing, but trust me, it feels good. And it was one of those things, I love this uh, with ADHD, where you're talking to someone and you tell them, you know, you've got it or whatever. And my friend says, oh yeah, I, I have that too. I was diagnosed as an adult. We were both diagnosed as adults and I never knew it until now. And I find that happens a lot. And um, on Thursday, I'm actually going to be listening to an Attitude magazine uh, streamed conference about, um, what is it called? Rejection-sensitive dysphoria, which is this fascinating thing that completely nails something that I've been dealing with all my life. And a lot of people have, I think. It's uh, this guy, Dr. Stephen Dodson, will be talking. I'm sure if you look up ADD Etude Magazine, uh, com, you can find a link to this. And I think that you don't have to be watching it live. It'll just be a stream you can go back to. And uh, I, I think it's a really fascinating thing. And I hope to talk to someone on the podcast uh, as a guest who can explain more about it soon. Boy, I'm feeling good. My hair feels good. My skin, been exfoliating it. You know, this is this is a high moment for me. And I'm so glad. And I'm not on MDMA. Eh? That's the Canadian one. MDMA. I've never had a tomato thrown at me through Bluetooth earbuds that someone is listening to my podcast on, but I'm somehow feeling like I'm being pelted with tomatoes right now. What's my tomatometer rating? Is that what they call it? Rotten tomatometer? Um, just call me the Ram Man. Oh, and Book Club. Welcome to Nick Flanagan Weekly. If you haven't checked out this podcast before, it's also something I like to live stream occasionally. And uh, it's about me, Nick, comedian, uh, person, um, friend of the animals. And I... Uh, Sometimes I just do these solo chats. Sometimes I have guests. And I like to talk about the life we all live. Our shared experience. No matter where. It's not about where you're from. It's about where you're at. That's a hip-hop reference. And I just want to let you know I'm a guest in the culture. Uh, I'm very aware of being a guest in the culture. Okay. What's next on the agenda? I'll tell you what. 
I recently did an, a recording about uh, complaining about Game of Thrones. And of course, uh, with the finale that happened this past weekend, it only got uh, complainier. Now, I'm not going to spoil anything if you haven't watched Game of Thrones. I'll just try to set the stage a little bit for you. Um, basically, Game of Thrones outpaced George R.R. R. Martin, his books, like four seasons, three seasons ago. It sounds crazy, but it's true. You know, he's, and, and these guys, Benioff and Bice, I don't, I don't remember their names, but I, exactly. But, but, uh, you know, before the show needed to kind of make it up as it was, went along, these fellows were being praised as being the greatest adapters you ever saw. Everybody couldn't you know, believe how much they were nailing this. Uh, season five came along and a crucial plot point was upended. Thank you, time bomb tips. I, uh, everything started slipping opinion wise and people started saying, I don't know. I started saying, I don't know. And then Five through eight, seasons five through eight, opinion kind of went up and down. And definitely, I will say that it was impossibly, uh, it was impossible not to notice the difference in the seasons in that they were able to completely copy a blueprint, rearrange it, omit some things, reuse dialogue. They knew exactly where the characters were coming from because of this very dense series of books. Um, unfortunately, the fourth and fifth of which are quite hard to get through because they're just basically manuals. <laughs> uh, you know, they're just telling you very, you know, new characters, weird conspiracies, great story, but you have to really wade through it and put it back together with four, the books four and five. <sighs> And it's like between season five and eight, you can absolutely see what George R. R. Martin had told the showrunners would happen. Well, oh, no, season four is amazing. I'm talking about season five. Um, and season five had amazing stuff, but there were that was when there was people mad about one of the specific um elements which i will just say is dorn and dorn and dorn i for one have loved the series from season one to eight and i'm grateful for it honestly that's where i stand with it because now that the show's over i will say i was happy with the ending it was not the ending we wanted it was not the ending we deserved it was the ending they had Logically, I was super into it. Um, logistically, I was super into it. Some of the execution, it just felt rushed. There was only one season, six episodes, even though the, the shows were 80 minutes long. 
you know, because of the denseness of the source material, you really felt they uh, could have done one more season. But this, this is like 15, 12 years of these people's lives. Let them go. Let them have fun. Let them do what they want. I mean, if anything, this is a gift because as long as George R. R. Martin lives and hopefully he has enough money to keep himself alive for centuries more, uh, he, which will probably be how long it takes him to finish the series, um, you will get the series continuing. You will get the deep elements of logic and surprise and intrigue that you know his books really offer because he actually started making the books because he didn't think he could realize it on screen on screen. He was a, he, he was a, a TV writer and he didn't think he could ever get game of Thrones made. So he actually wrote things that really could only be achieved reading them. And when, if they were on TV, they wouldn't have worked. There's a lot of like, simple disguises like people putting on goatees and saying they're different people people in the book and if they did that on the series it would just have been silly and i would have appreciated it but people are freaking out right now and they're not freaking out in a way that i'm comfortable with uh you know they're they're they do have an ownership of the series because there's you know fans they pay for it but it it's just like you're getting two for the price of two, frankly. Uh, you're getting the books and you're getting this TV show, which even if there's logical holes, you know, the dialogue in the last couple seasons felt like it wasn't at the peak of, of it wasn't matching its peak. But the spectacle... And the surprises were still there. I mean, those battle episodes. And ultimately, it's inarguably the greatest fantasy series, the greatest fantasy work. I'll say fantasy TV series to start. Inarguably, the best one. Whether or not you're happy with the end. And then I would say for me, I, I think it's the best fantasy that's ever been put on camera. But I haven't watched enough Conan. Conan. <laughs> Conan is a different guy. And uh, I haven't watched enough Conan. I don't stay up that late. Well, I do. I'm just not watching TV uh, at 11.30. Look, that's, that's a tangent. That's a tangent. I refuse to go on it. How's Conan doing? Is he still on TV? No, I'm not going on the tangent. Do you think he dyes his hair? At this point, because he's older and he dies at red. What if Conan just had black hair one day? Anyway, Conan might be good. And the other thing is uh, Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit, obviously. I think Game of Thrones eclipsed it. So I think it's the greatest thing. So now you have books, now you have movies. So lucky. Plus, we got like four seasons of Charles Dance, eight seasons of Luna Headley, both of them doing just amazing jobs. So, look, I know this isn't the most hilarious comedic take. I'm just saying there is a there is this guy star, you know, this very 
um, he's just a harsh radio personality. I can't defend him, but he says, fuck a fan. And not in the ghost face killer sense of the word, word where he says, you goddamn right I fuck fans. I believe that fans are amazing, but they kill Selena. You know what I'm saying? We need supporters. Which reminds me, you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash Nick Flanagan. Anyway, uh, we need supporters. People who believe in what you're doing. And if they don't anymore, they just walk away, take a break, maybe never come back. But I, I think that once you start feeling so in love with ideas that you expect too much or I, I guess what I could say is like this, like Stanley Kubrick, all of his movies are very different. Um, and if you saw the shining in 2001, maybe you'd go, Oh, this guy only makes the greatest movies of all time. I mean, maybe he does, you know, I haven't seen Lyndon, Barry Lyndon and I haven't seen um, eyes wide shut but I have the feeling they're not as good as The Shining in 2001, you know? So it's like, what are you going to do? Say the whole, he say he's terrible? Anyway, I'm not sure. Uh, does that make sense? You know, just like baby, bathwater, throw the bathwater out. Bathwater's dirty. Baby is just in the bathwater. So now the baby is clean. But the bathwater has the baby dirt in it, and you got to throw the bathwater out. But if you throw the baby out, in this case, Game of Thrones, <laughs> you got a problem. Anyway, I salute you, Game of Thrones. And I salute the fans. Fan fiction is so wild, but people's imaginations going as they are with fan fiction. And when people go, the thing I see right now, because I am reading all of the things on, on like Facebook groups, and I'm, I mean, I really wanted to do a post game on Game of Thrones. And if you'd like to see a spoiler uh, discussion of Game of Thrones on a live stream or something where I talk more in depth about what happened, I'd really be happy to do that. I just need to know if people are interested. Um, which reminds me, you can write the podcast at weeklypodcast at gmail.com. W-E-A-K-L-Y podcast at gmail.com. Anyway, where was I? I can't rewind this, so I'm sort of losing track. If someone in the comments remembers what I was just talking about, remind me. Uh, my point is, oh yeah, the fan, fan, uh, fan stuff everyone is like no cersei wouldn't have done this what i would have liked to have seen is that if cersei started a uh, uh started the republican party in westeros and uh she was like a trump figure you know or oh i wish Tyrion um ate some magic beans and uh went up a beanstalk and the giant was there and he fought a giant um it just gets so imaginative. You almost wish you could tell people, uh, don't, why are you building on another series? Why not just use your wild imagination 
to uh, write some original stories, especially now that you can just write an original story and put it on the net. Can you write some Nick Flanagan weekly pod fiction? Uh, I guess I would do like recording a podcast where you're imitating this. Um, or if a podcast gets canceled, you just like do a fan fiction podcast of it. Like, hi, welcome to my serial podcast. Did you ever wonder what would happen if Adnan and the narrator actually got together? Got him. One thing I'm angry about is my smirk. My, my normal smile looks so much like a smirk. You ever have that? People are like, Hey man, I got some good news. And they tell you and you're like, oh, that's great. And they're like, well, that doesn't seem like you really think it's great. And you go, no, that's just how I say things are great. They don't believe you. The night is dark and full of terrors. All right, well, I think I said what I'm gonna, I had to say about that. I feel shot out of a cannon. But you can uh, complain about this stuff. Just wonder if it's worth complaining about. I think one of the uh, most uh, problematic ways of thinking these days is this thing where when, go when people go like, I don't know if you should bother worrying about this right now maybe there are different priorities and then people go you know i can be concerned and have opinions about different things at the same time yeah but if your brain is anything like mine you're gonna obsess over all these things at once and you won't get to f hug your children and you might forget to feed your pet because you're too busy thinking about walking dead being disappointing never watched walking dead which is another thing that i uh suggest you do that uh as soon as you can you just get intuitive with a show about if you want to watch it and then you don't watch it until someone insists that it's great and then you try it out but if something feels like it won't be good don't go there kim osabi and I'm not using the word Kim Osabi. Look, it, Kim Mitchell, this Canadian artist, once did an album called Kim Osabi. My friends and I have never gotten over the fact that, like, the title track goes, Don't go there, Kim Osabi. Maybe I'll have to cover that song, karaoke style. If you listen to the Marty Tops episode I did last week, I covered a few songs. Let me know if you want to hear more covers. So, your book club homework, if you want to do book club with me, Nick, is uh, Flemish. Flemish. Uh, no, not Flemish. Uh, Dutch historian Rutger Bregman. His book, Utopia for Realists. I got it out of the library. Very popular book. Very popular figure. I've talked about him on the uh, podcast before. This is his book about universal basic income, about various things. Basically saying that 
the world has progressed so far that we actually barely need jobs. It's an interesting book. I don't know where I stand. I certainly know he's outlining my dream. But I sometimes fall into pessimism. So it's hard to picture the world being cool with me being completely inactive. The world is a vampire. The world is an umpire. Strike three, you're out. That was the original Weird Al Yankovic parody of that that was not allowed. Not allowed. Um, your other book... The other book I'm reading is The Spiritual Teachings of Marcus Aurelius. And let me take us out with where I last was in this one. This is kind of a long tract, but I'd love to know what you think. Living up to names. If you've given yourself these names, good, modest, true, rational, centered, sorry, not centered, contented and principled, then take care not to let others take their place. Should you lose them, try to get them back. That's a good take. Don't lie about who you are, and if you want to be those things, fight to get there. Don't know how to do it? Right now I would give myself the name... Anxiousness leading to hunger, friend of dogs, friend of cats, mm. plate cleaner, not doctor. So I'm just trying to hang on to those names, and if they slip away, I'll uh, just have to find them again. Remember that the term rational implies a careful attention to every single thing without neglecting a detail. Commitment, contentment lies in a willing acceptance of the things assigned to you by universal nature, which I believe is a film studio. And principled is holding the thinking mind above the pleasurable and painful sensations of the flesh, above petty reputation and death and all such things. Well, I like the pleasurable sensations of the flesh. Don't like the painful. Death, not a fan. If you can live up to these names without wishing others to call you by them, you will become a changed man and will enter a new life. For to continue to live as you are, to be torn and soiled by your present way, shows the character of a fool who clings to life like those gladiators half-eaten by lions. I should mention that this guy was the emperor of Rome, so he sent these gladiators to the lions, and he had a slave economy, but thoughtful person. Though covered with wounds and gore, they still plead to be kept alive for one more day, though they will be flung again to the same claws and teeth. 
Therefore, ground yourself in the possession of these few names. And if you were able to live by them, live as if you had drifted to the islands of the blessed. Blessed. But if you realize that they've escaped your grasp and you've lost them, go bravely into some corner of your mind where they may be sheltered or even slip away at once from life, not in agitation, but with simplicity, freedom, and self-respect. Having accomplished at least one admirable thing in your life, the way in which you left it. So I think what I'm reading here is that if you think that you can't be rational ever again, die. Just let yourself die. <laughs> Seems harsh. I don't know if I want that. I don't know if that's rational, frankly. To help recall these names, think of the gods and their wish, not that we flatter them, but that every conscious being should become like them. Remember, too, that the work of a fig tree is done by a fig tree. A dog does the work of a dog. A bee, that of a bee. And so only a man can do the work of a man. Well, this guy clearly never met a robot because they can do all that stuff. Which is getting me back to Rutger Bregman because one of my faithful listeners has reminded me that uh, the Danish, uh, which is actually, yeah, the Danish, that's, but that's Denmark, right? Uh, that the Danish have one of the highest rated qualities of life, but high male suicides. I will say I've been to Denmark. I think I would be bouncing off the walls if I were in Denmark. I once met a man in Denmark, I might have told this before, who was like, do you want to know what jail is like in Denmark? Uh, you know, the answer is no, but I said yes. And he uh, he was like, it's very easy. I went to jail. It's like being sent to a hotel. And uh, yeah, that was uh, pretty much my main exposure to Danish crime. Because where I was at was a, a, a community center, which was a venue. And it was across from what they told me was a hooligan bar. These are racist soccer fans. And I guess they got into scraps and this guy wound up going to jail for it. But yeah, I don't know. Scandinavia, you know, these places get cold. They have long nights. I mean, if we're talking about Scandinavia, I think they make sure they have a high quality of life so that uh, people can deal with the uh, harsh conditions at times. But that's a story for another day. If you have thoughts on Rutka Bregman, if you have thoughts on Marcus Aurelius, if you have thoughts on Game of Thrones, I don't want to hear it all. And if you just have thoughts, I will read and answer your questions on this podcast in the future. I am not qualified, but I'll do it anyway. Thanks for listening, everybody. This is Nick Flanagan Weekly. Raid and review us. Tell a friend. All very helpful stuff. Um, here's the outro. Nick. Flanagan. Weekly. Nick Flanagan Weekly.